All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. He's the managing partner there. We're also with an office in Washington, Pennsylvania. For the next half hour, we're going to talk about investing in the stock market. What does it mean to you? How does the AKW Group invest? their clients' money. How can you get in on that? Any questions this half hour? Uh, call us. Uh, Walt is here with us live at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100, including on WNIR.com. Well, Walt, the uh, stock market actually passed the anniversary of the Great Crash in October of 1929 by setting record highs all this week. What is going on? <laughs> Bob, this market just continues to push forward. And uh, we saw last week the Dow Jones Industrial Average move up 142 points. We're now at 35,819. That was a 0.4% increase for the week, and we sit at 17% year-to-date. Uh, the S&P 500 index went up 60 points for the week, 1.3%. And year-to-date, again, at 22.6%. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 408 points for the week, uh, another 2.7% percent increase and again year to date up 20.3 percent and the Russell 2000 that measure of those small mid-cap stocks was up about five points for the week a 0.3 percent and sits year to date at 16.3 percent so again amazing return numbers Bob uh, not something that we uh, should expect year over year but we'll surely take them as we get them um, you know, just a lot of information, you know, kind of circling around the market out there. You know, we continue to, you know, watch what the, the financial media is kind of focusing on. Uh, inflation is definitely still a top topic. Uh, supply chain is still being talked about a lot in, in the press. Uh, we also see, you know, companies, a lot of company reports where, where those things are being mentioned. And also, you know, we're we're seeing demand. We're we're seeing this economy, you know, continue to recover. There there is a lot of robust demand out there. It's just if we can fulfill it or not. And then we, you know, had a lot of interesting news coming out of Washington. Uh, politics are politics, and it seems like you know there was a lot of throwing mud at the wall, seeing what was thick as far as uh, you know where they could find some taxes so that uh, you know could kind of move forward on some of these spending plans that the, the politicians look like they want to push through at this point. So taking a look at all those things and just, you know, trying to get, finish this year in a positive way and move into 2022. 
It's unusual for October to be such a good month, actually. It was the best month so far of the year. So, again, the market continues to, to defy uh, regular logic. But one of the concerns that you mentioned, the concern about inflation, continues to be there because uh, we as consumers can see that prices of many goods are, are going up. Uh, now they're concerned about something called hyper inflation, which brings back memories uh, for those old enough to know of the 1970s, early 1980s. Now, what is the, again, the thinking on that right now as an investor, should you be prepared for that, or should you kind of blow it off? Yeah, but we definitely see inflationary pressures. You know, we're not necessarily buying this transitory argument that the uh, Federal Reserve has you know, kind of been pitching to us all year. The thought, again, you know, Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve has really been telling us that because of the rapid increase in demand coming out of the pandemic that, you know, we'd see some inflation, that it would be transitory after a while, it would start to subside. But there's more and more signs that's showing it's not so transitory. You know, it looks like it's it's going to be pretty sticky. Um, and we see it in a lot of areas. So, uh, again, I think where we see it most is, is companies. You know, we see the pressures on uh, worker wages, we you know, it's harder to find workers, and you have to pay them well to keep them around. There's there's a lot of competition for quality workers out there in the workforce. Uh, we also see material costs, you know, significantly higher. As we said, these supply chain issues are, are really uh, creating a, a lot of backlogs and pressures. So a lot of the companies that we said are reporting these higher costs and, and what they're going to have to do to uh, meet this robust demand that definitely is out there in the market. So it seems like inflation is definitely here. Hey, talk also about taxes and, and uh, government spending. Well, the big government spending bills seem to be whittled down week by week, but they're still in the in the uh, trillion, almost $2 trillion range. And they're talking about, how are we going to pay for this? Is this a, a lower number? making uh, investors less worried about uh, the total number spent? I think it's making people feel a little bit better. I mean, spending is still hard to justify at this stage coming out of the pandemic with the deficits that we're running. But, um, you know, this is really the agenda that, that has been pushed by politicians that, you know, they, they want to you know, do more. They feel they need to do more. Um, so, again, you know, it's interesting to see, uh, some of the walkbacks of, you know, some of the taxes that were out there, the worries that people had, uh, it definitely looks like, you know, wage earners over a million dollars will definitely be hit with surcharges uh, on ordinary income, capital gains, dividends. It looks like we're going to, uh, the politicians want to push back the estate tax um, deduction back to $6 million, uh, from the $11 million that we currently are at. Um one of the positives from an estate planning perspective is the step-up in ta- uh, cost basis looks like it's going to survive. Uh, they also put in a you know a 1% levy on stock repurchases. So a lot of these companies, Bob, that have been doing stock repurchases will have to face some new taxes, it looks like, as we go forward. Um, still a lot of, you know, this isn't this isn't in the, you know, the books yet. I still a lot of negotiations and things going on. A lot of this has been drafted. Um, again, we'll see see what the final version is, but uh, I think people are feeling a little bit better about the uh, the massive spending and the massive tax cut, uh, tax increases. Don't seem like they're going to be put in at this stage. Of course, the uh, pandemic is still with us, and we still have the after effects and current effects of it to deal with. One of them has to do with the with the vaccine mandates, as uh, some folks worrying in certain parts of the country when the mandates seem to be firm and. And the uh, workers seem to be willing to to leave their jobs rather than get a shot. 
Yeah, and, and it's putting, again, more pressure on those wages, Bob. You know, I mean, as uh, as people are leaving and you can't find workers, um, it's, it's you know, they, we definitely see this across the board. I think, you know, you, you look, a lot of news items out there, the airline industry, you know, a, a lot of the public service industries out there, you know, the, the public service like police, firemen, uh, garbage collection, all of these are being impacted at the city level, at the at the corporate level. Uh, so we definitely see these mandates having a big impact on on the worker pool, and that'll definitely impact uh, you know a, a lot of things we're talking about. Now, of course, as we continue to see the market uh, go up and be so strong, I talk to a lot of people who are currently not in the market but are expressing interest about, well, I'd like to get in the market. Boy, if I just put in $10,000 in X stock or X mutual fund you know, a year ago, look how much more money I'd have today. I want to get in now. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think about an attitude like that? Uh, those are dangerous words. We always say those are probably the 10 uh, most dangerous words that people say, you know, if I would have invested $10,000, I would have, you know, I think we, we see that a lot of times. I mean, I don't think you can focus on what you should have done. I think you have to focus on what you need to do. And, um, you know, we continue to believe there's ways to make money. I, I still believe that, again, with the right approaches in the stock market, you know, you can still become an investor. I think a lot of the people that are feeling that way were probably speculators and, you know, they have, they have that FOMO, the fear of missing out. You know, they, they want to get in because they feel like they're missing all this opportunity. But that's really not the way to invest. The way to invest is to have a good plan, a process, and put money to work for the long haul. Uh, if you continue to do that, I think you'll have some success as we go into the future. We're talking, of course, with Walt Secura, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're talking about stocks and investing and uh, taking your calls at 330-673-1234. Time for Trends and Insights part of the program where Walt talks, kind of puts out a couple of things he caught this week that are rather interesting. Texas State University and the Kinsley Institute of Indiana University have talked about the pandemic impacting people's sex lives and has coined a term saying people are suffering from feeling schlubby. What is schlubby? Well, Bob, this research was kind of kind of put a smile on my face. But the pandemic, you know, the related fears, the worry, the loneliness, the boredom uh, has taken a toll on a lot of people. And the research just really points out that people kind of let themselves go a little bit. Uh, people are feeling a little less attractive. And, of course, that's impacting, uh, you know, people's sex lives. So, uh, you know, we, we look at things, uh, again, we have some stocks out there that are helping people get back into the dating arena and uh, there's some opportunities out there. So, again, we, we look at those things. We know they're there as far as exercise equipment and, you know, people trying to diet right and eat right. We look at those trends as well for, for stock ideas. Now, this is Halloween, of course. Last Halloween was a total loss because of the pandemic. This Halloween seems to be more more normal. In fact, some research says that candy sales are up about 10% for this Halloween season. I guess that's good if you own some candy stock. Absolutely. Spending seemed to hit a record high. We're going to be at about $3.1 billion in Halloween candy spending. And according to... Uh, CandyStore.com, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and Skittles are the two top and, and most popular Halloween candies out there. So uh, there are ways to invest in candy, Bob. 
That's excellent. And we'll be hopefully giving out some of those investments later on today for the folks in our area that are having trick-or-treat actually on Halloween today. Once more, we're talking to Walt Sakura of the AKW Group. Time now to move along to Stock Talk, where we talk about individual stocks that you can call about and ask questions about. 330-673-1234-800-669-4100. And speaking about stocks, of course, all the companies reporting about uh, 50% of the companies have reported third quarter results right now. So, Walt, what are some of the trends before we get into some specific companies? Yeah, we see a lot of strong results, Bob. This is exactly what we expected. About 82% of the companies out there reporting positive earnings surprises. As we look at the facts that research here, um, about 75% of them are reporting positive revenue surprises. So, top line and bottom line, you know, a lot of, a lot of surprises, better growth than expected. Um, we also see guidance overall being a, a little bit more negative. Um, you know, the companies that are providing guidance, a lot of them don't do it anymore. Uh, but a lot of them are, you know, talking about these supply chain issues and wage pressures and prices and wage pressures and pricing pressures. Um, we did see valuations come down a little bit. Again, as earnings continue to, to you know, be reported, the hope, hope that we have is that the relative earning, you know, the P.E. ratio, some of the valuation measures get a little better, and we've seen that. We've seen the forward P.E., the price-earnings ratio, drop to 20.3 per times, which is uh, a little bit better than where we were uh, when we go back a couple quarters. When it seemed a little bit, you know, more expensive and a little bit more overvalued. So, uh, you know, earnings help uh, make valuations look a little bit more attractive, and that's definitely what we're seeing at this point. Now, one of the companies you have in your core equity portfolio is Apple. They report this uh, quarter was kind of kind of down, complaining about supply chain woes and other things that have, have put some pressure on Apple. Now, you've been holding that for a long time. Are you still very bullish or are you a little more concerned, more bearish about reviewing this latest uh, report from Apple? Well, Bob, we feel pretty good about it. Again, it's, it's interesting when, you know, we see the headlines, and you're right, exactly, that Apple did report, you know, that the estimates were down from expectations. However, when you look at the real numbers, revenues were up over 29%. They did $83 billion this quarter uh, versus $64 billion the quarter prior of last year. Earnings were up 70%, $1.24 this year versus uh, $0.73 last year. So, again, you know, we see nothing wrong with this report. And uh, supply chain is tough. We know that, uh, you know, some of the production on some of the iPhones will probably be delayed with their products. But, again, we continue to, you know, look at Apple and and really across our whole ecosystem of products uh, and services to be a very, very powerful company as we look forward. So we, we continue to like Apple here, also pays a dividend, continues to raise that dividend every year. So uh, one will continue to hold in our core equity portfolio. Well, let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Uh, hello. Good morning. Uh, Walt, uh, I will uh, presume that you uh, saw the news this past week about uh, Lockheed Martin. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What? Uh, how do you view that stock now? Uh, buy, sell, or hold? Uh, Lockheed, we have not been purchasing. Um, you know, Ken, we we, we see some improvement uh, on the revenue line. Uh, you know, I think it's it decelerated a little bit the last two quarters. Um, earlier in the year, you know, we were a 22% revenue increase, dropped to 10% in the March quarter, uh, went back up 16% in the June quarter, and dropped to 11%. 
Also, profitability was a little bit off this last quarter, off about 3%. On uh, so, so, you know, again, we're, we're looking at the company. We, we think there's a good um, longer-term potential to it, uh, but not one we're currently invested in. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling. You on WNIR. Go in, please. Hello. Yes, Wallace, I'm calling about the stock Roku. I know it had like a uh, 52-week high of $490. Now it's down to 305 I'm sure there's supply chain issues and component costs. Uh, it reports earnings this week. And I was wondering, uh, if it goes lower, would that be a good stock to hold in the three- to five-year range, or would it be best just to steer clear of it? Yeah, Roku is that you know has a really nice again uh, network out there of users. Um, as you said, the stock has dropped you know pretty significantly here. I think it's all going to be based on the next quarter earnings, what their you know their subscriptions look like, and uh, the trends are still good. But I mean, they very financially powerful stock, and uh, you know if you look at the last you know four quarters of the stock, just in, impressive revenue growth and earnings growth. Uh, so I think at these levels, it's worth a look, and I think the earnings report will say a lot, you know, how the story is going. So we'll take a look at the earnings and uh, see, see what happens as far as the stock. But uh, over the next three to five years, looks like one that could have some potential. All right. Thank you, and have a good week. You too. Happy Halloween. 330-673-1234 in Stock Talk here with Walt Sakura of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're talking about some of the uh, many companies that have reported it's past a week, and of course the quarter reports. Um, you said that Starbucks, one of your favorites, uh, has got roasted last week. Their uh, report showed a 7% uh, decline. Uh, for the week in the stock prices, and it's a long-term holding in your corporate portfolio. So why are they selling off Starbucks? Is it warranted, or is this just another buying opportunity? Again, Bob, we see it as a buying opportunity. We see the sales up 31%, of $8 billion over $6.2 billion the year prior, earnings up 96%. Um, yeah, they had a little, they had some problems with supply chain, um, you know, but overall the momentum here is very good. Um, you know, even in China, they showed a 13.9% growth rate, unit growth rate. So, uh, you know, we like the, the approach of management here. We always have. Uh, they're investing heavily in, in their partners, their, their employees. They call them partners. Uh, they are looking at wage increases and um, also channeling more capital into the store technology and kitchen equipment for more efficiency. Uh, so it seems like they're investing for the future and, you know, definitely weathering uh, the pandemic very well. We, we see, you know, a lot of people returning uh, to the Starbucks for, uh, for the roasted coffee. So even though the stock price fell, it might be an opportunity to add some shares at this point. Get back to the phone calls for Walt Securup. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Morning. Uh, this is uh, Consumer Staples Ken calling regarding your... Uh, <laughs> hey, Consumer Staples Ken. <laughs> Regarding your Hershey and Mondelez, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I've had both of those for years. I, when the market goes down a thousand, I just get excited because they they don't go down. But anyway, I want to congratulate you on Tesla. It's unbelievable that that thing keeps going up, and uh, and uh, it just seems uh, well. You have a good insider and the foresight to see the future of that and everything. So it's just so high price. When anything gets over about 
$200, it scares me away. I, I It just uh, out of my, uh, you know, range. But anyway, I wanted to ask you, I've been watching this Cleveland Cliffs. I've been accumulating back when it was six or seven. And then Cleveland Cliffs, if you listen to the uh, their call and their uh, the president, he, he gives a compelling story. Have you... Have you done anything with Cleveland Cliffs or any of your uh, associates? We we have. Yeah, we've uh, been in Cleveland Cliffs in our small mid-cap portfolio. Again, we we like the story. I, I listened to the same call. Um, there There is a very compelling story there. And, um, you know, it's a company that uh, had underperformed for a period of time and, you know, seems to have made a lot of changes and improvements that uh, are starting to pay off. So uh, we like Cleveland Cliffs as we look out over the next three to five years. I remember that movie, The Graduate. The guy, the guy told Dustin Hoffman, "The future's in plastics." Back in the, the '60s, and uh, now, <clears throat> some old guy told me uh, to look into graphene and uh, hydrogen fuel cells. And uh, he, uh, it's a, graphene is a derivative of graphite, and it's ne- necessary to make these batteries. So I'm going to be researching that, and I'm going to look. I'm going to research Dupont and Dow Chemical, and see what uh, what's going on with that. Have you ever these chemical uh, companies like Dupont and Dow? Have you ever uh, got into anything along that line? We have, yeah. We look at the chemical space and the newer technologies that are out there. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely places to look for investment opportunities. Uh, the science around it is. Uh, you know, you, like you said, you got to do your homework and you know put on putting on that uh, science hat a little bit to uh, understand you know some of the, some of what's happening out there. And uh, again, that's where we look at some of the, in, the uh, intellectual capital that we have, um, some of the analysts that we have, and some of the research that we get. You know, it's 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 uh, important you know to trust those resources that you have when you're trying to understand some of this uh, technology and its potential. Uh, you know, as far as financial profitability. A lot of uh, technology is interesting or in, in its own right, but whether it can be commercialized and whether it can be monetized is, is always the key for an investment. So, Well, again, congratulations on Tesla. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been getting into Ford. Uh, it's more my price range. You just start paying a dividend again. And uh, that new Bronco looks pretty good for a guy my age in my age group. <laughs> right. Well, hey, I'm, I'm a I'm a four guy. I told you, my dad worked there for 39 years, Ken. So I uh, always always loved the Ford company. I drive an F-150 myself. So uh, okay, <laughs> okay, real good. Well, thank you. Have a good week. Thank you for calling. You're on WNL. Walt Security. Go ahead. Well, somebody else just got my question. I was going to ask about Ford, and now that they've come out with this new 150, that's very inexpensive. And uh, get 42 miles of the gallon. I think that's going to shoot Ford right out of here. Yeah, Ford, Ford up the stock. Yeah, I get a good insight. I mean, Ford looks impressive here, and again, they're investing a lot into the electri- electrical vehicles, and uh, you know, they're they're definitely a competitive force out there. And of course, like you said, the the truck and the uh, SUV market has always been pretty powerful for Ford, so definitely has some momentum. Okay. okay, well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Once again, we're talking about uh, stocks with Walt Secura, the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, one other question, too, to ask that's very important about uh, one of your core equity holdings, Facebook. Last week, they decided to change their name to Meta. 
and uh, get involved in what uh, they call the the metaverse. Well, first of all, Walt, what is the metaverse, and do you, is changing the name really significant, or is this a way to kind of brush off some of the uh, criticism they've been uh, getting? Well, Bob, it's interesting. The metaverse, is, as I understand it, is this uh, alternative universe where, where we can live in the virtual world. Um, you know, I, I read a lot of this. I mean, I think... You know, I still remember 2003 when Second Life was launched, and uh, there's a big Business Week uh, article in 2006. It was this virtual world uh, that people were going to live in. Uh, it, it, it didn't do too well. Uh, but again, it seems like the technologies are out there now, and the gaming market has definitely proven that uh, some of these virtual worlds kind of do exist. Uh, we, you know, we see it with, uh, you know, like you said, in gaming, and uh, a lot of companies are investing heavily, believing that, you know, there will be this virtual world that we somehow emerge ourselves into. We don't just look into it, but somehow we put ourselves into it. Uh, Facebook launched a virtual reality uh, work app where you could literally sit around a table. You're kind of a little avatar, avatar cartoonish-looking person around a whiteboard with other employees inside this virtual world. Uh, we'll see how these things go. I'm still... Uh, you know, kind of face-to-face, I, I like humanity and people kind of idea, but I know there's a lot of younger people out there that are used to, you know, this type of world with gaming, and, and there's probably some real motive, you know, movement towards this. We see, you know, companies like Facebook, Microsoft, NVIDIA, I mean, all talking about this metaverse, so something we'll definitely have to you know, pay attention to. Being Halloween, there are some very scary classic science fiction stories out there about these virtual universes written more than 50 or 60 years ago that might be worth revisiting before we get too deeply into into that kind of a thing. But uh, Microsoft, as you mentioned, they're doing a lot in the metaverse. They're doing a lot with the cloud that helps them get a really good, solid result in the last uh, report for their quarter. And they're also now larger than Apple by market capitalization figures. So you hold them in that corporate portfolio. What do you think about Microsoft? An extremely powerful company, Bob, has been for a long, long time. And again, as you said, the cloud computing, their Azure, um, was a real key pillar of their growth for the quarter, up 50%. Um, you know, we see a, a lot of, a lot of growth across a lot of the lines of, of how Microsoft operates, uh, you know, in the commercial market, uh, office, you know, commercial market, their LinkedIn, uh, showed a lot of power. Um, so, again, a lot of growth going on here and uh, a company that seems to be operating in the right area. Again, uh, for the quarter, up 22% in sales, up 25% in earnings. Again, when you do $45 billion this quarter versus $37 billion last quarter the year prior, uh, that's pretty impressive, Bob. Now, Amazon also reported that their results weren't as uh, good as investors had expected. And I'm wondering, why would that be? Is it uh, consumer demand is up? Are they feeling some uh, some uh, uh, competitive pressure? Yeah, again, you know, the numbers still look pretty good. We, we got uh, these headline reports. Um, we did see an earnings drop, though, a, a pretty significant earnings drop. And, again, a lot of it was margin pressure um, from hiring, uh, shipping challenges that they definitely have with cargo. Um, so, again, the challenges that they'll overcome, again, I think they're really well-positioned long-term. Uh, but they've been impacted probably more than any other retailer out there with, uh, you know, some of the problems that are going on in, in the economy at the current time. So uh, we, we like Amazon. We're not going to sell it. But at the same time, it uh, may be a little bit of an underperformer for a quarter or two uh, until some of these problems kind of get behind them.
Well, again, we're getting toward the end of the year. What's uh, what's going on with your clients and at your office uh, right now as you prepare for year's end? Well, Bob, we're doing a lot of reviews, making sure that people's allocations are where they need to be um, with the, the run-up in the market. You know, it's always a good time maybe to take a little bit of profit if that's something that somebody needs to do to be able to sleep at night. Um, and also, we're doing a lot of uh, year-end tax work, uh, making sure RMDs, required minimum distributions, are done on IRAs. And, uh, you know, talking to people every day. I mean, again, it's a communication business, and the more we communicate, the better our clients feel, and, and that's what we try to do week in and week out. Well, to give you the number for the AKW Group here in Akron, they're in Fairlawn, and their number is 234-466-7476. We say to the top of the hour, they invest their clients' money in individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios that they have designed and really uh, tailored for every single client. 234-466-7476 in the, the Pittsburgh area, based in Washington, Pennsylvania. You can call Sue Marshall or the AKW Group there at 412-480-5090. Walt, what about, what about next week? What do you think will happen? Well, we got the Fed talking on Wednesday, Bob. That's going to be important to see what they say about the bond uh, buying and interest rate movements. And then we got a lot of earnings reports to pay attention to during the week. And we'll be back next Sunday to talk to you again. Thank you. Walt Secure, the AKW Group on WNIR, Kent Akron. I'm Bob Lewis. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Cliffs Natural Resources, Inc., symbol CLF. DuPont, symbol DD. Dow Chemical Company, symbol DOW. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Facebook, now known as Meta Platforms, FB. And on December 1st, Meta Stock will be trading under the ticker MVRS. Hershey Corporation, symbol HSY. Lockheed Martin Corporation, symbol LMT. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Mondelez, Inc., symbol MDLZ. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Roku, Inc., symbol ROKU. Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX. And Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.